Welcome to the Blackburn Boss Podcast, where we talk about all the things you wish you were told when you started your business. I'm your host, Audrey Blackburn, owner of Blackburn Consulting, where I work with women-led small businesses and nonprofits to move them from a place of scarcity to one of abundance. Want to help us grow this podcast? Then help us out by leaving us a review on iTunes. Good afternoon and welcome to the Blackburn Boss Podcast. I'm Audrey Blackburn and today I have Terry Watkins with me from Spin Frogs. Terry, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Thank you so much, Audrey, for having me on your podcast. It's such an honor and I really appreciate you opening up and letting me be here today. So thank you. You're welcome. Uh, yeah. So Spin Frogs has been around. It'll be three years this coming June. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> it, Congrats. Thank you. Um, I am a forensic marketer. And a lot of people are like, ooh, what is forensic marketer? Um, so unlike your traditional marketing agencies or your digital marketing agencies, I am more holistic in nature. So what I do with my clients that I'm working with one-on-one is I walk through all of their agreements and looking at everything that they've signed up for. Because most of the time, small business owners get into business because they're really good at something. Nine times out of 10, it's not marketing. (laughs) And that's okay. Um, So that's what I do. I come in and I help them figure out what have they already agreed to? What are they paying for? What's working and what's not working? So I do a deep dive cost analysis on everything that's going on. And then we help to address where they're trying to go so that we can put a custom strategy together just for them. And that's really what Spin Frogs does at its core. But we have some other really cool things that we've put in place to help the community along the way as well. That's great. So um, when you're... When you've been working in marketing through this, whatever you want to call it, the pandemic, the COVID-19, whatever we're calling it today, what have you seen have been the changes that people have made? What are the marketing trends and, and how that's changed with the environment? Yeah, oh, that's a great question, Audrey. So one of the biggest things that I have seen with my clients is the use of the digital space. So really being able to leverage the digital technology like Zoom conferencing, um, telehealth. So there's this new tool that doctors are able to do teleconferencing now, and it's all encrypted. So Mm -hmm. it's all still protected by the encryption and HIPAA which is awesome, but they're still able to provide value to their clients remotely through a camera, which is pretty amazing. Um, So being able to leverage that technology and and how people are making a pivot, and I want to address pivot here in a minute, but how they're really making a pivot to that digital space is I've seen a huge influx and uh, bursting at the seams of Facebook groups and LinkedIn groups so you remember mm-hmm. LinkedIn groups? They're a lot. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. So what about 
us, and I say us because I'm one of them, that I was heavily, heavily involved on social media prior to all this. Mm -hmm. And now, because there's just so much negativity, I've almost completely checked out of social media. I mean, I, I go on there and I post things for my business and I check and make sure, you know, everything's going okay and nobody's saying anything I need to listen to. But mm -hmm. I just... Otherwise, I've checked out. I don't look at stuff on my news feed. I'm not scrolling um, as much. And I'm hearing from others they're doing the same. So what would you recommend to someone who just started a Facebook group or a LinkedIn group and there's this downturn in traffic? Uh, they need to continue to leverage some of their other digital resources and the phone still mm -hmm. works. So yeah. in fact, the phone is more effective now than it used to be. So we used to always hear cold calling is terrible. It never works. Um, mm -hmm. You might have better luck reaching somebody on the phone now than you did two months ago because the phones are quiet. So if you're the one person that's calling, they're going to answer it. Um, so that's a possibility to leverage your telephone numbers to invite, actually personally invite people to those groups and check in with them just to honestly say, hey, how are you? What's going on? And actually, that does lead me into to a really interesting conversation I was having with Nancy Matthews over at the Women's Prosperity Network. And she and I uh, worked on developing a acronym for the word pivot. We've heard pivot a lot lately that's like and we keep hearing ross geller in our head going pivot <laughs> <laughs> yes we do <laughs> all of us 90s babies just see ross with the couch on the stairs <laughs> mm -hmm. but yep. as business owners that's where we are we're ross with the couch on the stairs and we're needing to make a pivot pivoting to access our clients in different ways. So leveraging podcast technology, leveraging YouTube technology, leveraging um, the ability to do video conferencing. So inviting people to video webinars and video networking groups so that you can still leverage the technology, but you're not doing it in a social media platform. But how are you inviting them? Well, you're going to work with your email campaigns. You're going to do those personal invites via phone. And leveraging the PIVOT acronym might be beneficial here too. If we look at PIVOT and we make it an acronym, the P stands for people. So if we remember who we're here to serve and to love, that's the first step. Like, keep in mind that, yes, there's a lot of craziness going on. But if we remember who we're here to serve as our clients, that's that's important. And, and as our vendor partners or strategic partners. Then if we look at right. the I as inquiry and we start to ask some of the right questions. Well, what are the right questions? You know, what are they going through? What are they feeling What's happening in their business? Most business owners that I've been talking to in the last two weeks are going through some panic right now. Um, they're being told they're going to be shut down for another month at the very least, possibly two. And these guys don't have two months worth of payroll sitting around, don't have two months worth of um, mortgage for their house or insurance for their company laying around. So how are they going to get that money? And so that's something that they're really asking is how am I going to get the money? Um, that's what a lot of business owners are looking for. So then if we look, Oh yeah. <laughs> that, that's that's my world, right? They come to me and they say, 
how are we going to get these SBA loans? What do I need to do? And what's the best one to apply for? And it's, you know, it's hard to discern all the information because it changes daily. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's not helpful that the banks are just kind of being dumped. Like they're just getting this information dumped on them. So the banks can't give us any information. As a small business owner, you can go to the bank and I've called my bank. They have no idea. So they can't help me. So you you start to feel panic stricken because you're wondering, who am I supposed to call? Where am I supposed to get the help? So it's really important to tap into your strategic partners and think about the people who are dealing with money every day. So your accountants, your bookkeepers, your CPAs, your tax people. I mean, those guys are dealing with the money every day and you guys are having to keep a really close finger on the pulse of what's going on from the government perspective. You're going to know what's happening with those small business loans and you'll probably be able to give us more guidance and insight than what a bank ever could anyway. Well, true. And, and what I love to tell people beyond the what's available with SBA and stuff is what it, I always ask this question when I'm talking to somebody. So what's your plan B, C, D, and E? Yeah. And, and they stop for a minute and they go, well, (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like, well, you need other plans besides just the government's going to bail me out. Right. Because we know that even if they have the best intentions in the world, you see the bureaucracy of the system slows things down and it takes longer than was planned. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of people finding that out right now. They're like, well, we were told we'd get this money and well, you did, but they didn't say when, exactly. or if they said when, that now they can't deliver. On exactly. It, right? Exactly. And so keeping in mind too, that I, I have said for many years that, traditional marketing is never going to die. And it's because exactly what you said a few minutes ago about not really being on social media because of the negativity you're pulling out. I know a lot of people are pulling out of it or backing away from it. So traditional marketing, remember when you used to handwrite a letter? Oh, yes. Well, you got the time and and call and call people. So handwrite the letter, handwrite the letter, inviting them to that Zoom conversation, handwrite the letter, inviting them to that um, webinar that you're going to do. Handwrite a letter asking them for a one-to-one over a Zoom coffee or just having coffee over the phone with them so that they can feel special, right? Well, I found I found in all this, um, and, and I think oh, at least a lot of my friends have been talking this way too, they're not necessarily going off social media. They're just they've decided to cut out all the people that they really never wanted. Like Mm -hmm. we all got very intentional all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. right? (laughs) Because we've been nailed with so much. And I know when this first hit, that's what I felt like. I never felt fear Mm -hmm. through all of this, but I had, I had a couple of days where I just felt like um, the anxiety was running high because I'm a planner and I'm all about a plan and I didn't have a plan. Yeah. Right. And I didn't, I didn't know what I needed to do next. And then it took me a couple of days and I was able to get in a groove and say, okay, here's what I need to do. This is what makes sense. And honestly, what made the most sense is just keep doing exactly what you're doing. Mm. And, but I did get very intentional. And I know a lot of people have told me this too on those businesses that 
you're like, yeah, you're stuck. I don't want to hear from you. <laughs> <laughs> or or individuals, right? It's not just businesses. It's just the people that you're like, yeah, why? That snooze button on, on Facebook mm. um, has become everybody's best friend because you can snooze them for 30 days. They don't know they went away, but you don't have to hear what they're saying. And I've heard a lot of people are doing that. And But what I've also noticed is a lot more people are paying attention to my business stuff. And I think it's because they're they're home and so they see it more now Mm -hmm. so I think it becomes more important than ever that what you're putting out is quality yep and that gets into our v right of pivot how are we adding that value what value are we bringing to the table so one of the questions that that I came up with is what good should I do today what what good can I do? So finding organizations, finding movements that are happening to help our healthcare workers, because Lord knows they're on the front lines, every single one of them, and they're having to bring the stuff home with them. So how can we help them protect themselves and protect their families? And how can we be helpful? How can we be helpful? And that's a question that if we take a moment to ask ourselves in our business, if we look at our business, whatever it might be, you make X, Y, and Z widget. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, if you make this widget, is there a way that you can pivot what your manufacturing plant is making to make more masks? Maybe you can make gowns. Maybe you can make face shields. Maybe you can make gloves. Maybe you can make sanitizer. Um, maybe there's a, a variety of things that they need from the healthcare perspective to help mitigate the spread of this virus. If there's a way, if you have a manufacturing plant that you can't create some of those products for them, man, you would be a huge lifesaver. Are you going to give it to them for free? No, you're going to be able to make some money too. They're not looking for a handout. They're looking for help. They, they're willing to pay for the help, but they want the help to protect themselves and their families. So if you can figure out a way to add value to them through your business, I think that's why you're seeing your business have such an uptick because you add so much value in the content that you create and share through your social media networks. You're helping people with what you're sharing. And that's why you're seeing that uptick because now all of a sudden they're paying attention to it. Well, so what would you suggest? You talked about manufacturing, which, you know, most of my listeners are not running manufacturing facilities. Mm-hmm. So what would a service provider do to provide value? I mean, I know the answer, but I'd love to hear your take on Well, it. so one of the things that I've done is there's a group group out on Facebook. It's Project Mask Winston-Salem. And it's a group of women and men and just people in the community who have decided to get involved with making masks for our healthcare professionals. So they're handmade masks. We've gotten fabric donated. We've gotten money donated. We've gotten elastic donated. And so you can donate your time as a service provider. Donate your time. Go pick up one of those bags that needs to be delivered to one of these medical facilities and drop it off. Now you're getting exposure with those people who maybe might be a target audience for you. Maybe not, but maybe it is. If it is, even better, um, go deliver that that bag of masks to that facility. Now you've had a minute of FaceTime with them at least, and they're so thankful. I mean, I've t- had people tell me um, when they deliver these masks, people are crying in gratitude for getting these masks. Um well, and they're delivering them not only to healthcare providers, but to other frontline workers. That's so right. Samaritan Ministries, where I used to work, 
um, got a delivery from Project um, Mask of Winston-Salem today. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Um, they brought them a huge bag because it's a homeless shelter and a soup kitchen. And so the masks were for the guests that stay there at night as well as the staff and the volunteers yeah. as they need to be protected. Absolutely. So that, I mean, they need people to cut. They need people to stitch. They need people to deliver. Um, so that's a great project to get involved with. And there are a thousand projects just like that all over the country. Well, and and, and those are those are really great. Mm-hmm. And and I think everyone should volunteer their time and get involved in things like that. Mm-hmm. But most entrepreneurs want to know what can what value can I provide for my business that's not making a mask or something like that. I mean, a lot of us do those kinds of things on our, our downtime, right. right, where we volunteer and um, we were doing it, you know, before all of this. And, and now there's even a greater need. Mm-hmm. But when a service provider says, hey, I want to provide value through my business. And and I guess when I looked at this, I came at it from, um, you know, what are my talents already? And I'm going to tell you, sewing a mask. Ain't one of them. That is better. I, I'll, I'm the person that will buy, will give you the money to go get the fabric and the, the you know, elastic or whatever. I'll you know, all that kind of stuff. Well, Well, and it's going to depend on the business, right? So every business has different service that they provide. So what I would say is now's a great time to take an assessment of the material that you already have available, helping to educate your community Mm -hmm. on what you do. And, And by educating us on what you do, you're adding value. It, you're not trying to sell us something. You're just trying to help us become more aware right. of the problems that your products and services solve. You're trying to help us be more aware and think outside the box of different ways that we can use your products and services or different people we might want to connect your products and services to. So one of the things that I've been coaching my clients on is let's do an inventory on what marketing material you already have created that you maybe have forgotten about. You know, and now's a good time to look at it and put some kind of plan together for, okay, so maybe in six months you're going to have an event because you want to be able to like come back and let people know that you're here. Well, now's a great time to plan an event in six months and September is going to be busy with events. Just be prepared. (laughs) Like you're every weekend. It, well, it's busy. It's busy right. anyway. But yeah, I've seen every single thing re rescheduled. I just saw another major event that happens in June. It just got rescheduled to September, the end of yeah. September today. And I thought, oh, this is not going to go well because everything's being rescheduled. Yeah. And so people are going to have to be yeah. very. And here's the other thing too, maybe consider doing the event as a virtual event online instead of doing it as a physical event. Now, guess what? You have all the time in the world between now and September to hold a virtual event and you have virtually yeah. no competition because nobody else is doing virtual events. So it's, it's really easy to jump into having a big event and, making sure that you're going to get on somebody's calendar for that. So that using your technology, your materials that you already have available to you, you're not having to create something new necessarily. Now you might, you might look at the services that you offer and realize, Hmm, my X, Y, and Z service 
I never talk about that. Nobody even knows that it's there. Maybe I should write a blog post about it. Maybe I should do a video about it. And maybe I should just, you know, zip it out into an email or, you know, give a couple of people who I think might be um, good for sharing it on their podcast a call and see if I can share it on their podcast. So now you're thinking strategically about how you can add that value. So even us having this conversation, I'm looking at this as a way for me to show value and add value and help people with the products and services that I do, you know? And so that's a great way to do that. So, so I wanted to circle back because you said something that caught my attention um, because it's something I detest and that's. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm the girl that if I get a cold call from someone, you can guarantee you, I will never (laughs) speak to you again. Um, and, and I have been that way, and I've never done cold calling. I can't stand it. Um, I don't like it from a sales perspective. Um, I, I guess it's just it goes against right. who I am, right? Um, I just really believe in knowing people. And I don't think you – there's nothing wrong, I think, with meeting new people. Right. Of course we want to do that. I just think there is a place to do it, and I find that calling someone – Um, or my favorite one lately is let me just send you an invite on LinkedIn. And the minute you accept, I start selling to you Um, that. Yeah, I get those. I probably get at least between one to three a day um, on LinkedIn. And, and that's, that's Oh yeah. In a hot minute. In a minute. So, so tell me, so tell me what your take, because I have a feeling you have a different take with cold calling. Like what, what do so you So first of all, a cold do? call is just the start of a conversation. It is not an opportunity to sell anybody. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking at cold calling as a sales opportunity, you're looking at it wrong. It's, that's not what it's for. It's right. there to start a conversation and to start a relationship. You don't know this person from Adam's house cat. And neither do they. They don't know you from Adam's house cat either. So they don't know if what they even have to offer is something that you need until they start talking to you. Maybe they call you and say, hey, Audrey, I noticed we have X, Y, and Z people in common on LinkedIn. I just wanted to give you a call, see if we can chat for a minute and see if maybe there's a reason for us to connect. I'm not selling you anything. Mm-hmm. I've asked you purely for a conversation. Yeah. And I get those, uh-huh. I get those too. Um, yeah. They're just rare that I get those type. I get more of the, I saw you're an accounting consultant and a business consultant. Let me tell you how I can bring in um, 10, $10,000 leads a day yeah. for you for doing nothing. I get those <laughs> too. And, and so I actually have a friend who's up in uh, New York City who works for a really big agency in New York City. And he was like, update your LinkedIn profile. Now's a good time to do that. And then think about your target audience mm-hmm. and connect with groups that they're in on LinkedIn and then send them a connect request. And I was like, okay, don't send yeah. them a message. I was like, okay. He was like, just send them a connect request because they're going to see that you guys are in this mutual group. And once you connect with a couple of them, they're going to see you're connected with a couple of their colleagues that are also in that group. They're more likely to connect with you. Now, you haven't sent them a message yet. You wait a little while. Just 
just stay connected. Wait, wait a couple of weeks. Then maybe you reach out and you say, hey, how are you doing? What's happening in your business with this whole COVID thing? Is everything panned out? Is, is everything balancing out for you? You're asking, just ask. Yeah, I get, I get those too. And, and I'll be honest. I really turn okay. off too. <laughs> yes, it does. If someone sends me a uh -huh. LinkedIn request and they don't put a message as to why they want to connect, especially if I don't know them. Now, if I know them, I'm, sure. I'm fine connecting. Like if we've met, you know how you'll run into somebody at a networking meeting and next thing you know, they've connected sure. on LinkedIn. Well, that's great. And, and that makes complete sense to me. But um, someone I don't know at all, and, and, and I get it all the time <laughs> on Facebook. Um, I, I'm in a group with 20 other people or friends with yeah. you. I don't care. I don't know you. Why, why are you, why are you right. sending me a message? Right. So that's how I look at it. And I know. I. Oh, I'm sure you're not. And I know that I get a little skeptical too, but what I look at is of the connections that we have, who are they? Are they people that I'm really close to or that I look at them and I say, I value and respect your your prowess in your industry, you as an individual. If I'm looking at our connections and I'm like, you have quality individuals that you're connected to, even if you don't send me a message, I'll probably accept your connect request because I appreciate the people you're connected to. Well, and yeah. I have in the past, I have in the past, because I have lots of colleagues that, you know, like you said, they're, they're quality people, but I, my past experience is that's always useless because they're all going to end up selling to me. The same reason they're connected to my colleagues is the same sure. reason they wanted to connect with me. They want to sell. And um, I just, that maybe it's just me. I just don't have time for that. I'm like, I ain't got time for this. This is a waste of everybody's time. Yes. Um, because you know, as well as I do, like how we met, was in an in-person yeah. networking meeting. Um, or I've met people, I've got great friends all over the world that I've met in an online master class or some type of intimate setting where exactly. you really got to know people. Again, it's That's all right. about relationships. So I, I don't think you have to meet people in person yeah. to develop a relationship because my Lord, probably my closest friends, some of them I've never met in person uh, <laughs> because we've just developed such close relationships sure. online. But I do think you, right. there, there is a way, right? It's just like everything. Well, and that goes to our outreach, about. right? So if we're um, talking about how are we actually connecting with these people in this outreach, now, you want to think about the groups that you're going to join. You want to think about the places that you're spending your time. Because at the end of the day, whether you're working from home, you run your own business, or you're not working at all right now and you're just trying to fill your time, we all still have 24 hours in a day. So if you look at your outreach right. and you say, how am I going to connect with the strategic partners that can help me grow and that I can help grow? And how am I going to build relationships in an industry or with a group of people who I know I want to serve as clients potentially down the road? Where are those people hanging out?
What groups and associations are they part of? Can I go and participate in that group or that association? Can I pop into a Zoom meeting or a conference call that they're having and participate by adding that value, showcasing what, what I can do without being salesy, adding that value, asking interesting questions through that inquiry process, and allowing them to mm-hmm. know me, allowing them to see me, Once they see me, then when I connect with them through LinkedIn, they've already seen me. So now they're more likely to actually accept my connect request. Now they're more likely to answer the phone when I call them. They don't know who I am still, but they know they're familiar. They're aware of who I am, but they don't know who I am. And and because they're aware of who I am, they're willing to have a conversation now. And so is it something that you're going to tomorrow be able to go out and connect with a whole bunch of people on LinkedIn? No. What you can do tomorrow, though, is you can go and find a couple of groups to join and start participating in those conversations. See if they have any Zoom meetings coming up or maybe even invite them to a Zoom meeting of your very own. That's just a networking event that gives them an opportunity to get some exposure to you. That's something you can do. And it's not selling them anything. So you're adding that value, but you're giving them the exposure to your brand. So that's that when we're thinking about that pivot, Mm -hmm. that's part of that outreach. And that's really leveraging all of our resources, allowing us to really think outside the box. And T is trust. We have to trust ourselves. We have to trust ourselves that we know what we're doing. We have to trust that this situation we're in is temporary. And we have to trust that this is happening for my benefit. If this is happening for my benefit, how can I take advantage of the benefit that's placed in front of me? Well, now's a great time to be a farmer. So go plant a bunch of seeds. And the best way to go plant a bunch of seeds (laughs) is like you mentioned, building those organic relationships. And you do that over time. It's not going to happen to that they're going to buy from you. But if you know that maybe your plan A is, okay, plan A, I'm going to be a farmer and I'm going to go plant a bunch of seeds in this field, this field, and this field, right? So you have three different places that you're going to go plant seeds Mm -hmm. in. One of them is your strategic partners. One of them is your vendor partners. And one of them is your ideal customer. And you're going to work on planting seeds and developing relationships in each one of those three areas for the next 30 days. And every day you're going to focus on doing that. Mm-hmm. You're very visible to all of those groups of people. You're very active and involved in their conversations. You're asking interesting questions. Well, that being only plan A to help you generate the money that you need, that's going to help you generate the money that you need in the next 30 days. The more visible you are and active you are and not pushy or salesy, but the more value you can have, the better it's going to be oh, for you, absolutely. right? So that's plan A. Plan B is apply for for all the loans that are available, right? Plan C is, well, you you better have some tools or um, items that you can sell that are maybe not related to your business. Maybe you like to, maybe you're a beekeeper on the side. Make some honey and sell some honey to your neighbors. Well, I was going to say, it's that whole thing of you got to do whatever you got to do, right? So I've, I've told people that many times, like I've got a client right now, she was struggling to 
really get uh-huh. her business going and to grow it. And she's been in business a while, but she came to me because she wanted to grow her business. And, um, and we were, you know, working on that. And I mean, honestly, we were working oh, wow. on a week when all this hit. And so she called me up the other day and she's like, I'm really, really nervous. Mm-hmm. And she's, she's in Jersey. So she's, you know, right yeah. in the thick of all of this stuff where it's really bad. And she said, well, what can I do? Well, believe it or not, she has a um, side hustle where Ooh. she is a psychic reader. And I'm like, you can do that from your home, right? She goes, oh, yeah, that's why I took it on. I can do it from my home. I can set my own hours. I can do what I want. I said, well, just step up how much time you're spending right. being a psychic reader. And, and I said, no. there's no shame in that. I mean, people, if people are, and she has a, a definite talent yes. when it comes to that and, and reading people and, and reading situations. So I told her, use what you have. Use what you 100%. have. Um, yeah. And, and that's what I think is so important about the pivot, whether it be in marketing and business and personal and whatever, is you have to yeah. use what you have, the talents and abilities you have. And right. So if you're you a service provider and the service you're providing, like you're a massage therapist and you can no longer do massage. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. you better get creative with yep. something else you can do. What can a massage therapist do? Well, she can teach somebody how to do massage on their spouse. Could she do that via Zoom? Oh, hell yeah, she can do it via Zoom. Can she charge for that? Oh, yeah. How many people in the country do you think are in pain right now because they haven't been to their reflexologist, they haven't been to their chiropractor, they haven't been to their massage therapist? People are walking around in pain. That's me. So wouldn't it be? (laughs) I I haven't. Yeah, I haven't been to my massage therapist or my chiropractor, and I miss both of them. So wouldn't it be great if you could jump on a Zoom call for, yeah, I don't know, 30 bucks and have your husband learn how to massage you so that way he can give you the massage you need to tide you over? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. The one I've seen it done the most with is yoga. Right. So uh, yoga studios who can no longer meet in person, they uh, a lot of them are doing it for a reduced price or even for free for their members. As long as they, you know, keep their monthly membership they're they're coming on there and saying, "Okay, we're going to have this many classes a day. Show up for what you want. It's going to be on Zoom. Yep. And we're all going to do yoga together. So they're promoting community as well as allowing people to get their exercise. And I mean, I had a great one the other day. Now, she had started her business doing this prior to all of this happening. But she, Mm. she shops for you for groceries. And she was just, she said her main clientele is busy moms. Of course it is. And I said, well, of course it is. <laughs> and, you know, and people who are shut in and different things. And she said, you know, her business was starting to take off and, and, and was doing decent, not great, mm-hmm. but decent because she's a new business owner. And then this hit. And now she is the go-to lady because she knows where all the toilet paper is. She knows where... Uh, when each store restocks and what time to be in line and where you need to go, what you need to do, what you need to get. And so she's the go-to lady right now. And it's funny because um, someone shared 
about her on their timeline. I saw it. I used her services. I shared about it. And now I have seen four other people huge a huge spike in reviews um is definitely a trend too because just like you're saying people are using x y and z service and they're so grateful they're so grateful that that service is available they're gonna go and tell all their friends about it so if you do good service you're you're gonna blow up because people are gonna talk about it they're so grateful that you're available and that you're doing that service and that you've done a great job they want to share you. And I really love that our right. small business community has right. really pulled together because they really do want to support each other. They're sharing each other's posts. They're inviting each other to events. They're, they're doing everything they can to help each other get the exposure that they can so that we can weather this storm because this too shall pass. Well, like my massage therapist, the first thing she sent out when she had to shut down was, if you're not a client yet and you Mm -hmm. want to become a client, you can buy a gift card. And if you're a current Mm -hmm. client, you can prepay. So I've already prepaid for several visits so that when this is over, I'm good to go. (laughs) You know, and and that provides her with revenue, right, um, to get through this. And so... There are things that you can do as a business owner. I think you just have to get really creative. And what I've seen, and I don't know how much you've heard of this, but this has been a huge discussion I'm having with um, companies that I've been talking to lately is they're realizing that now that Mm -hmm. they've got these people online, um, they may not need to bring them back. They might just leave them at home permanently or telework. It's been a great um, experiment in telework. And I think people are realizing that, hey, some people, not all people, can work a lot better at home. And and others don't do so well at home. (laughs) You know, like I was telling somebody, I said, not everybody's cut out to work from home because there's a level of discipline involved because there's not anyone standing over you or checking on you constantly going, are you doing your work? Are you doing your work? Um, You know. And, and there's always, there, just like, it, you know, everybody says, well, at home, there's so many distractions. Well, when I worked, oh, God, place, yes. there was 10 times oh, more God, distractions yes. than they are in my home. Because here, I can control them. It's either the phone, the dogs, <laughs> right. my husband, or my kid, right? I can control them. I can shut the door and dare the, <laughs> my daughter to come in. Um, I can put the phone on do not disturb and the dog, I just, you know, so I tolerate him. (laughs) But, you know, I mean, I, he's my, he's my favorite office partner, so (laughs) I just tolerate whatever he does. But, you know, I, I think you just, it's right. Well, and being willing to, being willing to be creative and and to be honest with yourself and say, this might be uncomfortable. This seems really scary and I don't know if people are going to like it, but let me try it anyway, because Mm -hmm. you just don't know. People are a lot more receptive to, to different things now than they ever used to be. Like the whole FaceTime thing. Like I think people being able to see each other when they're talking is once it's like standard for people, 
I don't think we're going to go back to just having a regular phone call yeah, anymore. It'll get better. Why? Well, see, and I haven't. Yeah. I haven't been doing regular phone calls for years because I do Zoom right. video conferences with my clients. Well, my clients who were right. out of state didn't think twice about it because it's not right. an option for me to be in front of them. But this has been beautiful because the ones who are my local clients, I said to them, See, this is what I've been trying to get you to do for years. So we don't have to go back to see right. each other after this is over. Like, they're so spoiled to, like, me showing up at their office. And, you know, and I'll and say, you know, no, I love being able. Way. Yeah, it saved me um, huge time. It saved me huge money because I'm not putting the miles on my car. So the gas is less longer. Like, it's just a savings exactly. cost-wise all the way around to be able to teleconference. I will say, though, there is yeah. some value to yes. I'm a hugger. So for me, I'm going a little stir crazy being locked in my house. I want to just be able to put my arms around my people and <laughs> not being able to see them and put my arms around them is driving me just a little bit crazy. But other than that, like other than having to have the like physical contact with people. I'm totally good with doing everything yeah. remote and I've been remote and I've been. Um, paperless. We're a green company and we have been for since the beginning. And that was one of the reasons was I wanted to be as mm -hmm. efficient with my resources as possible. So that way I could keep my costs down and accessible for people. Yeah. See, I'm not, mm -hmm. I'm not paperless. I would be, yeah. it's my clients yeah. that are not paperless. <laughs> so it, it's been a training. I've got it down quite a bit. Um, but being yeah. an accountant, there's lots and lots of paper. And so what happens now is a lot of my clients are like, well, can I, I drop <laughs> a folder on your front porch. <laughs> so, you know, and, and because I've known them forever, I'm like, sure, why not? That's fine. Or they'll stick it in my mailbox, but, um, or, you know, right. that's what share file is for. I have a client portal. They can drop anything in there, but it's all about people getting comfortable with the technology. And, you were talking about being able to hug people. I'm not a hugger. I, I don't like people in my personal space, but I I do love to encourage people. So because I'm remote and, and even when I'm face to face with someone, I, my version of a hug is the language that comes out of my mouth to someone, you know, it's the, it's the, just the constant encouragement and yeah. you can do this and, you know, walking them through the hard stuff. That's how I love on people. Um, and I think we all have to learn different right. things in this we do. environment too. Right. I mean, cause I have a lot, I have a lot of friends they are like, I miss people. And I'm like, I wish people would leave me alone because they're, they're bothering me more now. And she laughed and she's like, what do you mean they're bothering you more now? I said, they call me more. They want to zoom chat now more than they did. Before. <laughs> and exactly. I said, I'm tired. Well, now's a great time too to check out some different so. social media networks that exist like TikTok. I've got a client who's playing around with TikTok this week and they there have been I mean uh, there's yeah. been huge I'm money opportunities on the table for business owners in TikTok world. Um Procter and Gamble was just giving away a hundred thousand dollars worth of grant money just through TikTok if you were on their certain contests. Mm -hmm. So there's all sorts of like when we're talking about business owners who are 
are thinking about their resources, we have to get resourceful. And Tony Robbins says that all the time. I'm a big Tony Robbins fan. So we have to get resourceful in times like these. And we have to get out of the stinking thinking habits that we find ourselves in. And sometimes that means shut off the news. I know Trump usually gets on and addresses the nation at 6 yeah. or 6.30 and says some random crap about how terrible this thing is. Shut him off. Like, you missed today. It's not going to hurt you. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't listen to him. <laughs> I listen to our governor because he I, – I, I'm, I'm not a political person by any means. I don't have – I'm one of those people right. when I vote. Me too. I'm the same way. So <laughs> I pick – Yep, I pick whoever is best at the moment for their job. And, but because of that, I, you know, listening to some of these people talk, one, you realized some people <laughs> are not cut out for public speaking. Whereas, whereas others, you're like, wow, when they talk, they just do it very calmly. They make you feel like they really are taking into consideration. And I don't care who you are, if yeah. if someone conveys that, that's huge, um, especially in a time like this now. And so you're right. You just, I I usually do. I don't listen to the news anyway, but I even cut off. That's why yeah. I've disconnected so much from social media because so much of our it does. news now comes from social media. And it's important to limit and, yourself or if you, you feel know, like headline. your brain is starting to go down this like full fearful path, shut down yeah. whatever you were just looking at. Close yeah. your eyes, take three really deep breaths and focus on your body for just a minute. Cause when you focus on your body, you all of a sudden become grateful for the heart that beats in your chest, the blood that's pumping through your veins, the air that's in your lungs. And when you're thankful for those things, fear and gratitude can't live in the same place. So you instantly pull yourself out of it. Yeah. I just, yeah, I just, just go, go outside. outside. I just go mm -hmm. outside. I go outside. And, yep, yep. Yep. I go outside and I go for a walk. And if I'm walking, whatever, <laughs> see, I don't get fearful. I get irritated. <laughs> and so I'm like, I need to go for a walk. And that's, that's where the dog comes in. He's the best office partner because he wants to walk yeah. at least three times a day. And so we go on walks and um, it clears my head and I can mm -hmm. come back and work Move on what good. I can, you know, do. And so that's what I'm telling people right now. Yeah. Do whatever, you know, if it's meditation, if it's walking, if it's, if it's whatever. Exactly. Well, and if you're feeling you're stuck, right now. move your body. If you feel stuck, move your body. Because sometimes our stuckness is more about blood flow and oxygen flow than anything else yeah, and if we energy. move our body all yeah. of a sudden whatever yeah whatever we were just stuck on the answer becomes very clear and you're able to move forward That's it right. is it's stuck it's stuck energy. It, it is it's all about that chi <laughs> <laughs> i love it you can tell i study this kind of stuff so so terry it has been wonderful talking with you today and um i i I really would love for you to tell the audience how we can find you on social media, how they can connect with you and um, just some more information. About oh how yeah. Well, we thank you, you so much. I so have appreciated the conversation. It's been absolutely wonderful and uh, I'm happy to connect with any of your listeners, answer any questions that they might have. 
I love just helping people. My motto of life is in line with what uh, Jim Rohn says, help as many people get everything that they want and I'll be taking care of, or maybe it's Zig Ziglar, but um, it's one of those two amazing people. And so I really believe that if I can help other people get everything that they need, I will be taken care of and I don't have to worry about a thing. So if I can help your audience in any way, that's what I'm here for. The best ways to reach me, Actually, I've got a couple of things for them. First of all, I've got a free book. It's the 10 ways to bootstrap your marketing. It's relevant right now. It's been relevant um, for the last couple of years, and I think it's going to continue to be relevant for a while. So it's 10 strategies that you can use to bootstrap your marketing. All of them are $1,000 or less in terms of ideas, so it doesn't take a whole lot of money to help you get your, your company up and going. Um, that is free. I'm giving that book away. So if you go to my website, spinfrogs.com, that's S-P-I-N-F-R-O-G-S.com. Um, and then just fill out the form. I, I think it'll be on the homepage by the time this airs. So if they fill out the form on the homepage to get their free copy, it'll get delivered into their inbox. The other thing I'd love to do is I'd love to invite your, your guests to come to Triad Association, it's A-S-S-O dash S-H-E dash A-T-I-O-N on Facebook. It's a private Facebook group. If they request to join, I'll let them in. It's a free group. We have networking events twice a month. Um, Sometimes they're in the morning. Sometimes they're in the evening. There's always a 10-minute education thing, and it's just a great opportunity to come meet some new people. And then the last thing I want to draw attention to is if they follow me out on social media, I am Spin Frogs on all social media. So Facebook.com slash Spin Frogs, Instagram.com slash Spin Frogs, YouTube.com slash Spin Frogs. You will find me on all of those channels and LinkedIn, um, LinkedIn.com slash Spin Frogs as well. Um, I share all sorts of marketing and business tips out on those platforms And I have a course that's available right now. It's do-it-yourself search engine optimization for those people who are trying to make this pivot into the digital space and they need to get found online by Google and they have no idea how to do it, but they don't have $800 a month to spend to hire somebody to do it. That's what this course is for. It is a beginner's guide. It's 10 hours worth of content broken up into 30-minute segments so they can walk through tutorial Learn it, apply it, learn it, apply it, and it'll get them found. It'll start to get them some traction on their website. Thank you for listening to the Blackburn Boss Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Come on over and join us over on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Blackburn Consulting NC. Or if you're on Instagram, you can look us up Our Instagram username is Blackburn Boss. Hope you have a wonderful day, guys, and come back soon.